You've tuned into a mega church. We are a people hungry to encounter God through worship and His Word, being witnesses to the world around us. We pray this teaching blesses you and trust God will reveal Himself to you in a new way today. And if you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or to find out more about Omega, head to our website or Facebook page through the links below. Cool. So we have been doing a series on 1 John, and today we'll continue with, with chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. How to overcome the world. Say to your neighbor, ask the question, how to overcome the world. Give a high five and say, how to overcome the world. Has that been your question any time? How to overcome the world? And I hope you'll journey with me for the next 40 minutes or so and discover what the Lord has to say about how to overcome the world. You see the text there that I put, verses 1 to 5. So I put a lot of hard work into these five verses. <laughs> I was telling him I've been studying it so hard, but I still don't know what to say about this. There's so much to talk about, but it's only five verses. So one of the things that I wanted to run with me quickly is, you will see same color, that is same theme in the scripture. So you see believes in the verse 1, and then you see in verse 5 believes. So those two are connected. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So the, what is the connection there? Most of us, we believe that we are born again. If you think you are born again, raise your right hand. Now, the, my next question is, are you an overcomer now? Huh? <laughs> because that's what it says. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Who is, who, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that means you are born of God. If you are born of God, you must overcome. So that is the biggest challenge. Why there is so much of lukewarmness in the church is because People, though they are born again, are not living as overcomers. They're living like they're defeated people. They're living in fear. They're really not uh, walking as sons of God. If you are a son of God, you're born again into the family, you will be an overcomer. So that is what we want to explore this morning. And then you see those things written in, highlighted in yellow, has been born of God. Who has been born of God overcomes the world, verse 4. The victory that has overcome the world our faith. So, the three things that dominate Apostle John in his mind are the three ideas of obedience, love, belief, or faith. This he has explored in chapter 2. He has explored it in chapter 3. And he again discussed about it in chapter 4. Then why is he talking about it in chapter 5 again, these three things? In chapter 2, he discussed all three in chapter 2. But he deals with only two issues, obedience and love in chapter 3, and love and faith in chapter 4. But in chapter 5, it deals all three again. So what does it mean? Why does he repeat himself? Repetition is another way of saying this is very important. This is very, very important. So you keep repeating. So John is repeating the idea of these three tests. The test of obedience, test of love, and test of faith are very important to Christian life. 
and he's combining all three again in these five verses. What, do you, what I want you to notice in verse 1, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. Now, that is NIV. If you look up many translations, they are not close to the Greek. So what is close to the Greek is in ESV. Where is ESV? Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. Do you see any problem in that verse? Anything that's obvious to you? There are two tenses mixed up in it. First, the present tense. Everyone who believes is a present tense. And it says that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. It's perfect tense. How can you put a present tense and perfect tense in the same sentence? Is that a problem or not a problem to you? So what does it mean? Why does it mix up two tenses? The present tense is your experience today. Okay? And the perfect tense is you must have made a decision some time ago. Maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago. That's when you began your journey. That is perfect tense. That means whatever journey of faith that you have begun with Jesus in the past should be a present experience as well. It's not something you do and forget. It has to be a present experience as well. But it has one more meaning. The one more meaning is the, um, the combination of present tense. In, he, in the Greek it says ho pistion, believes. That's what it means, believes. And perfect is important. It shows clearly that believing is the consequence, not the cause of our new birth. It's a consequence of your new birth, not the cause. Believing is not the cause. So what does it mean? God has chosen. He is the first one who loves you, then you love him back. There is something called in, in theology called prevenient grace. Prevenient grace is even before you think, I want to come back to God, God has already loved you and put the thought in you to love him, to make that even, to get that thought to come back to him. That's called prevenient grace. That is before you, he has already thought about it. Before you have acted, he already has acted. That is why you come close to God. That is how you believe in him. That's why you draw close to him. That's why you get saved. Does it make sense? The cause is in the spirit of God, in the heart of God. He has decided to save you, and then you believe in Jesus. You have been born of God in the mind of God before you are actually being physically being born into your into your spiritual journey. Our present continuing activity of believing is the result, and therefore the evidence of our past experience of new birth by which we became and remain God's children. That means what? It has to be a continuous experience. It's not something you be, one day you go to a, a, a meeting, raise your hand, they give an altar call, you go to the front, walk the aisle, as people say. That's not the end of your spiritual experience. It has to be continuous experience. Today, are you remaining born again? Are you staying born again? I don't know whether I'm making sense. That's how to go. The ESV was very close to put those two tenses as it is in Greek. So if everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. 
but then beliefs is very important you have to not only believe today you have to believe tomorrow you have to keep on believing to remain being born again you have to have that faith that will keep you uh, in that position now another thing that we need to notice here is you know the king james sometimes is very useful has been born of god in king james it will be begotten begotten has been born is begotten by god that means god is the one who causes you to be born it's not you it's god who causes you to be born so begotten but the difference between begotten of god and the only begotten of god needs to be noticed who is the only begotten of god jesus christ but we are also begotten that means as much as jesus is only begotten by god we are begotten by god that means our salvation is rooted in god himself his initiative his love his mercy his grace that's what makes you to respond to his love and be born again whosoever in this version it says everyone everyone but other translation use the word whosoever whosoever means what anybody anyone in the world can believe that jesus is the christ and when you believe that jesus is the christ you are born of god so what is the content of faith that jesus is the god now why is john talking about jesus is uh, jesus is christ is the christ so many times in this ep- episode because there was a group of people called gnostics or uh, um serinthians another group they believed that jesus was the son of god but then at the last minute just before you know jesus died the divinity aspect is taken away like at the baptism the holy spirit came upon him but before he was crucified that holy spirit left him that is bizarre kind of a doctrine even our muslim brothers they believe something similar they think that jesus is born of the virgin mary he did miracles he is the greatest praise the greater is the is the prophet and he is going to come back they believe so many things but the, what they believe about christ death is very difficult one what they believe is on that at the time when he was crucified the real christ was taken up to heaven but someone else look alike was crucified there why what is the reason if he is a son of god how can he die they want to save jesus from the cross so they put those words in the book but our gospel is very clear this jesus the infinite personal god became man walked on earth lived as son of god and then he also died for us on the cross this is the full gospel anybody who distorts this gospel is an antichrist so in this one verse so much to say john has so much to say one who loves the father also loves who is born of him now this is where we are treading into the dangerous ground now if you say you are born of god the second thing you have to love everyone who is born of god that means anyone who belongs to the family of faith you have to love them how many times we ignore certain people our church is very small we meet each other but there was a church where i used to go for 10 years and i sit on the right hand side section for 10 years i never went to the left hand side or the middle and i never met anybody who sits on the left hand side or in the middle 
I only meet those who sit on the right hand side for 10 years. That is not what Jesus is talking about here. Today after the service, walk over to the other side, meet somebody who never you shook hands with and say, "Brother, I love you." Why? Because Jesus, the Bible says we have to love them, isn't it? I I would have wanted to do it love to do it now, but it's going to disturb our time. So as I said, I will do it in the end. <laughs> So walk across, meet someone who you never shook hands with, and say, "I love you," because the Bible says I have to love you. Just say, "I love you." So that's very important. One John two three, and by this we know that we have come to know Him if we keep His commandments. Now these are two things linked there. If we say we are born again of God, we have to keep His commandments. If we don't keep His commandments, we are not born of God. Many Christians have a duality. They live a dual life. They say they love God. They say they are born again, but they don't want to keep the commandments. They just want to divorce these two things. But God has put them together. If you are born again, you must obey the commandments of God. Many times people ask this question: Oh, am I bound to obey the Old Testament law? Has not Jesus come to cancel everything? Jesus never. Jesus never said that. He said, "I came to fulfill every dot and iota. There is nothing to be ignored. I have come to fulfill all the law. Did he do it? He did. Then what are you exempted from? The ritual laws and those laws that are connected with worshiping God, sacrifices. Those things have been done away because Jesus has fulfilled them in His own life. You don't need to offer a goat anymore. You don't need to offer a ram anymore, or an ox anymore, or a bull anymore, because Jesus is the perfect sacrifice who takes away the sin of the whole world. So those things are abolished. What about the Ten Commandments? Have they been taken away? No. We are bound by each one of them. But the only problem is we don't do those things to receive salvation. Because you are saved, you do them. It is just like. Putting the cart before the horse, reverse it. Put the horse before the cart. It will go easy. So what he's saying is, what are you trying to do? You want to receive salvation by obeying the law? No, I give you the salvation. Now obey the law. Now the cart can move easily. So that's that is the concept of God. The idea opposite to verse one is in one John two twenty two. Who is a liar? If it is not the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ, this is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. So, to appreciate verse one, you read one John two twenty two, which says, "Who is a liar if it is not the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ?" So here we are saying, we believe that Jesus is the Christ, and the Antichrist is the one who denies Jesus is the Christ, and he denies the Father and the Son. Look at any cult. Whether it's Jehovah Witnesses, Latter Day Saints, any any of the cults, they all have a problem with the Trinity. They all have the problem of with the Trinity. They cannot accept the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as one. Yet they are distinct persons. They are not three gods, but one God. Just like one of the old catechisms would say, we believe in one God. But three persons, not three gods, but one God. So when we move away from saying those words, we are walking into a cult, and we are the Antichrist. 
because antichrist will deny the father and the son 1 john 4:2 by this you know the spirit of god every spirit that confesses that jesus christ has come in the flesh is from god 1 john 4:15 whoever confesses that jesus is the son of god god abides in him and he in god so if you are confessing if you believing that jesus is the christ god comes to live in you and you live in god does this truth set you free does it help you to know that you are being indwelled by god elsewhere paul talks about in corinthians don't you know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit the moment you make that statement you have to become aware that this flesh and blood is a temple of the living god god the father is living in this body jesus christ is living in this body and holy spirit is living in this body and if your body is a temple of the holy spirit how you ought to keep it how you ought to protect it, protect it from sin how you ought to really maintain it clean is very important is very important 1 john 4:20 if anyone says i love god and hates his brother he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love god whom he has not seen and this commandment we have from him whoever loves god must also love his brother so this is how the thought flows again and again and again so whatever you read in john's gospel whatever you read in uh, the epistles and whatever you read in the book of revelation they all tie up tied together i'll come to it slowly in a, in a, in, a, in a moment i'll come to it let's go to verses 2 and 3 by this we know that we love the children of god when we love god and obey his commandments for this is the love of god that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome not grievous another translation says so we know that we love the children of god when we love god and obey his commandments now these are three things he's tying up as one basically loving god loving your brother and loving and keeping the commandments they are not three separate things they are one thing why he combines them all together for this is the love of god that we keep his commandments so the whole question is are we committed to obey god that's the whole question so many times we have lot of problems in life i'll tell you why there is a hierarchy in the scripture what is the hierarchy in the scripture we have to love god first foremost he is our love number one number two in that number one takes care of yourself as you love god you are loving yourself as you worship him you are being healed as you love him you are being encouraged strengthened you find light for your life you see clearly so many things i tell you one of the things i am very encouraged about in the book of revelation is the four living creatures they cover their eyes with their hand they cover their eyes with the hand so that they don't have to look with their eyes and what did god do he compensated them with giving more eyes full of whole body full of eyes front back under the wings above the wings everywhere eyes that is a secret of christian walk if you want to know if you want to see clearly don't use your eyes worship him and he will multiply your eyes you will see more clearly than you can see with your eyes how much you can see with two eyes and how much you can see with thousand eyes god can give you a thousand eyes 
When you say you refuse to use your two, two eyes, he will give you a thousand eyes. He'll fill your body with eyes. That is the secret of walking with God, seeing. His commandments are not burdensome. You know, when you read those words, immediately you will be remembering from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 29. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In that verse, I found two important phrases. One, I will give you rest. Two, you will find rest for yourself, for your souls. Are they contradictory? Do they look opposites? Jesus says, I will give you rest. That means he's giving you rest. And here again he says, I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Is he giving or you are finding? Both. When he gives you, you will find it. When he gives you rest, you will find rest to your soul. And when you seek it, when you find it, he is also giving the rest to you. So that is how it goes. So come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Now what is this that he is really talking about? The Pharisees and the Sadducees made the Ten Commandments a heavy burden. Heavy burden on the, on the common people. They had rules about everything. How to wash hands. How to, if you go out, when you come back, how to, you have to, how to wash your feet. How to come inside. How to bathe. How to eat. How to do, clean your dishes. Everything they made into a law. Everything they made into a law. What things you can do on Sabbath. What things you cannot do on Sabbath. They made life miserable. In that context, Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy laden and burdened, come to me and learn of me. When you learn from Jesus, you are being set free. When you subject yourself to his yoke, his yoke, he says, is light and it is easy. His yoke is light and easy. So you submit to the yoke and then you will, be, you will find rest to your souls. But you don't submit to the yoke of Jesus, then you do not have rest to your soul. That's very simple. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. John 14, 21. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. How beautiful is those words. You want to see Jesus. The way is you have to keep his commandments. You have to love him. And then what will happen? The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. How many of us have seen Jesus in some form or the other? Maybe when you are sleeping in a dream you see Jesus. When you are praying you see a vision of Jesus. And very rarely it will be a physical encounter. With your eyes open you physically see Jesus. It's a very rare experience. But other experiences are most very common. You can see Jesus in your dream. You can see Jesus when you are praying. I tell you, Jesus will manifest himself to you in some way or the other. But then we must be obeying his commandments. We must love him. I was uh, accidentally reading a book on how to see angels. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I like the topic. Suddenly my interest rose. Oh, I have not done much, effort. I have not put much effort to seeing angels. I don't care about it. If they are there, I am happy. 
I know they are here. In every service we have, I know the, the angels are here. When healing is happening, I know angels are here. When deliverance is happening, I know angels are here. But I am not wanting to see them. But I said, okay, somebody has written so many, so many have written so many books. So let me read. So one book I picked up and was reading. Chapter 1, Love God. Chapter 2, uh, talks about uh, Obey God. And Chapter 3, um, love the ch uh, other children of God, other children of God. What is one John saying? The same thing, those three. If you begin to follow these verses and practice, your eyes will be open to see the angels that are around you. That's a secret. He did not say anything about angels there. But the man who's writing about how to see angels, he writes the same step, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. I said, what? Is it not I'm speaking on the same thoughts that I'm going to preach this Sunday? I was surprised that by doing these things, your eyes can be opened to see the angelic realm, the heavenly realm. So this is a secret I'm sharing with you this morning. How to see angels, obey God, love God, love the children of God. John 14, 23. Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. That is so awesome. If you are born again, the Father comes to live in you, Jesus comes to live in you, and the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. All three in your heart. And this knowledge should lead you to become an overcomer. Why? You have got the infinite power living in you. The God who is out there, infinite God, whom you cannot build any church or any building to contain him, is willing to live in your heart. The one who raised the dead is one to live in you. The one who opened the eyes of the blind, made the deaf hear, dumb speak, lame walk, dead raised, the same one is living in you. Can you be an overcomer or not? If you agree with me, say yes, amen, and raise your right hand. You can be an overcomer. You can be an overcomer. So turn to your right or left hand, give them a high five, say you are an overcomer. If that God lives in you, you are an overcomer. If this Jesus is living in you, you are an overcomer. And John writes to, in so many different ways, he talks about his overcoming. You know, he writes in, uh, 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 I am, he writes, he says, Fathers, I write to you because you overcome the enemy. Young people, I write to you because you overcome. And children, I write to you, I want you to overcome. No, that is his theme. So I was thinking about it in my mind. I said, is the book of Revelation written before the epistles or epistles were written before the book of Revelation? So I did some research. Book of Revelation, AD 96. Epistles, uh, AD 95. Epistles, 96 to 110, AD 110. That's just let's go with the bull figure. I mean, I'm not really too fussed about how accurate the dates are. But if Book of Revelation is written first, think about the seven letters written to seven churches. To every church, the words of Jesus, to him who overcomes, to, who, to him who overcomes, I will give a stone on which a name is written, only he will know. Or something else, a reward. Everyone who overcomes, to every church, he says, to him who overcomes, I will give. If 
those words are written before the epistles are written here is a multivitamin shot for you take it <laughs> you don't need to go for vitamin a vitamin b vitamin c in different different things put together take 10 20 of them one capsule swallow you get everything so that is how it is written here you want to be overcomer why you can be overcomer because he dwells in you because he dwells in you you can be overcomer you can be overcomer and if the epistles were written first let's go the other way epistles were written first and the book of revelation written later then the book of revelation the letters to seven churches is a commentary on these words it's a commentary on these words so either way we have a better understanding because we are living far from both the events we uh, we we benefit from both the views whatever it is written whichever is written first it doesn't matter but we can be overcomers now what are we going to overcome what are we going to overcome that's the question here uh, john already talks about it in uh, 1 john 2 15 do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for everything in the world the cravings of sinful man the lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the father but from the world the world and its desires pass away but the man who does the will of god lives forever so here he talks about lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life they do not come from the father but from the world but did jesus say i have overcome the world be of good cheer did he say that john chapter 16 i think was 23 he says be of cheer i have overcome the world if the one who says i have overcome the world lives in you can you be overcomer or not that is what we have to keep living in this world today overcoming is not a public event but a private event it is not on the outside on a big large stage where you go and act out you are an overcomer it is in your heart as you look at the world as you meet people as you have to restrain from committing uh, the lustful thoughts against the people you have to overcome the lust of the eyes you have to overcome lust of the flesh the desires of your flesh the flesh wants to do many things but you'll have to say no you cannot do it why because i'm born of god you cannot have dominion over me because i am born of god i tell you one more thing many of us also have problems with uh, uh, the hierarchy i forgot i started and i forgot i got deviated about the hierarchy of god first is god second is your in the context of a family is your spouse third is children and then the fellowship the church many people have got many problems because after they get married they want to have a child and once a child comes child becomes first and spouse or his tennis badminton watching tv or cricket you know all those things come second and then the wife somewhere and god last how can even overcomer 
how can you be an overcomer if your priorities the hierarchy that god has established are overturned is changed altered how can you be an overcomer we have to begin to honor the hierarchy put god first and if you put god first you will spend time with him with this bible you will not say i will read it when my wife goes to bed and child goes to bed well if that's the best time i don't say no to that but when you push it to the last what happens is you'll open the bible according to your promise but you'll fall asleep your head will hit the bible and then you'll wake up and say oh how long i've been closing my eyes maybe one hour now you already have slept one hour i am not exaggerating i had done it myself so many times so i am telling you my testimony there <laughs> i am not accusing anybody but when we begin to change the priorities it is going to throw you out of order that will not make you an overcomer if you are not able to read the word if you are not able to meditate upon the word if you do not have time for prayer god is not number one don't say god is number one anymore in your life if god is number one you will find time to spend time with him that's very simple usually people say the new year don't make resolutions some people say because you are going to break it but i would say renew your resolutions at least you have failed last year the year before and the year before we have failed to put god first let's renew ourselves and say i am going to put god first this year you know is it is it a bad idea is definitely a good idea good idea isn't it so let's renew our commitment to say god i will make you number 1 year 2022 i tell you we do not have much time the lord is coming very soon the lord is coming very soon everywhere people are telling god is going to come soon jesus is going to come soon at work somewhere somebody said hey the time is near he is going to come i said did you have another vision he said no look at the events that are happening how russia is threatening to invade ukraine you read the when political news and once that happens one step it is going to set up us will be pulled into the war and uk will be pulled france will be pulled nato will be involved and all kinds of things are going to go out of hand what i'm trying to say is rumors of war is already there the coming of christ is not too far away did we have a last last night i think i read some news there was an eruption of a volcano in the sea and it has created a tsunami it is touching so many islands you hear reports of volcanoes covid-19 alpha beta gamma omicron all kinds of things this is a sign we are in the end times christ is coming very soon he just this is only the birth pangs the real pain is going to start this is only birth pangs just a sample that you are getting so in these times we cannot afford not to be in union with christ we cannot afford not to live in a way so that we will be able to be overcomers we have to be overcomers you cannot be surprised by christ's appearance we cannot be like those five foolish virgins who did not have the oil when the bread grew cream so i encourage you brothers become an overcomer fight against the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life you say lord i resist you you spirit causing lust of the flesh i resist you you spirit causing lust of the flesh i resist you you spirit causing pride of life i resist you in the name of jesus this is a spiritual warfare welcome to the spiritual warfare as you stand on your feet every day don't go on your knees and sleep again stand on your feet and command in the name of jesus i command you lust of the flesh leave me now i command you lust of the eyes uh, command you leave me now 
I command you, uh, spirit of life, pride of life, I command you, leave me now. I resist you in Jesus' mighty name. Leave me now. Command you out. Command you out. Command you out. This is how you pray. I tell you, many of us know the word, but we are not overcomers. Why? Because we don't pray. When you pray, that power is unleashed. The word gives you light, but the walking you have to do. Many of us are happy to see the light, but don't want to walk. And walking is really praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, resisting it. So what I want, I don't know when I started, but I think it's time to close. So what I would like to do is, I want to lead us into a kind of a prayer to resist lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. And you join me in saying those things and mean it with all your heart. Resist it and be set free today and become an overcomer. I quickly read a couple of verses before I close. 1 John 3, 9. Anyone born of God refuses to practice sin because God's seed abides in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. If you have been born of God, you will not keep on sinning. And you will love to be an overcomer. Who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that has overcome the world, our faith. I do not have much time to go into the faith part, but I tell you, without the faith, you cannot be an overcomer. It is the faith that makes you to overcome. It is the faith in God, faith in what Jesus did for you, faith in that, that you are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, you are indwelled by Father, you are indwelled by Jesus Christ, you are in union with Christ. These things are not new truths. Every Christian, when you read the theology book, you will find it. But the problem is believing it and acting on it, taking your stand on your ground and saying, look into the face of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, resist it in Jesus' name. And the word of God says it will flee from you. It will flee from you. 1 John 4, 4, you little children are from God and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Overcomes the world. Christian is supposed to overcome the world. The world stands for the whole system. The government, rules, UN, FDA, everything. It's the whole system. But when you believe in Jesus, you will be overcomer. I was reading in the book of Revelation. I will spare you from the trouble that is going to come on the world because you believe in me. And another place it says, you have to go through tribulation with patience. I do not know how to reconcile these two words. One says, I will deliver you. Another says, you have to bear it with patience. You have to wait. You have to bear it. You have to live with patience. So whichever way the world goes in the future, you be ready for it by becoming an overcomer. The Lord bless you guys. So let us know. If you want to be an overcomer and you want to Look, stare into the face of the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Just stand up where you are. We are going to pray this prayer. Shakara barana mandastakurunu. Roho borono sabastarene. Shaktare sastakurunu. Visualize in your eye and look into the face of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and tell it. In the name of Jesus, say with me, in the name of Jesus, I resist you. Lust of the flesh. In the name of Jesus, I resist you. Lust of the eyes. I resist you, pride of life, in Jesus' name. I command you to leave me now. I command you out. I command you out. I command you out. 
I come on out. I come on out. I come on out. I come on out. In Jesus' name, I come on out. Say it again. Lust of the flesh. I resist you. In Jesus' name. Lust of the eyes. I resist you. In Jesus' name. Pride of life. I resist you. In Jesus' name. Be gone from me now. I am an overcomer. Jesus lives in me. He overcame the world. He overcame Satan. He overcame sickness. He lives in me. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I am not here to lose. I am here to win. So in the name of Jesus, I resist you. Go from me now. I command you out. 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 Is something happening to you as you are praying that prayer? Are you feeling something within you, stirring up against you or for you in whatever way? If some reaction is going on within you, please see me after the service. I would like to pray with you personally. Riha Shastri Bhastro, I am praying now for everyone. Riha Shaktari Bhastro, Rabahana Sandarasto, Rika Shakara Bahano Mahastro, Rina Sandarasto. Lord, your children are born again by the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, they are born into the new kingdom. And because they are born again, they have to love their brothers. And they have to keep the commandments. They have to have faith and trust and uh, believe in you. So I pray that you strengthen them from inside. Strengthen their spirit. Strengthen their soul. Strengthen their body. In the mighty name of Jesus. Touch their eyes that they may see clearly. Touch their ears that they may hear clearly. To the glory of your name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare to you spirit of lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. Pride of life. Withdraw from these children now. In the name of Jesus. Let my people go. Let my people go go. Let my people go. Let my people go. Leave them now in Jesus mighty name. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord for the victory is ours. Because you have said it is finished. And we your children are indwelled by you. So right now I call upon your Holy Spirit come with power upon your children. And fill them O God. Refresh them. Strengthen them from inside. Come Holy Ghost. 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 Let the glory come. 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 Touch them now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Lord for ministering to your children. I worship you Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're raising a mighty army and your children are part of that mighty army and the ones who are going to be victorious in the name, through the name of Jesus. And I worship you, Jesus, for this work of, mighty work of Spirit of God in the lives of your children. I worship you, Jesus. And I bless them now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are blessed. No one can change it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us at Omega. If you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or simply to find out more, please head to our website or Facebook page in the links below.